Shalom everybody, Shavua Tov, welcome back. We're continuing with Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, Sichot an Aran in Hebrew, conversation number 141, Kuf Mem Aleph. Before anything, this class is dedicated to the memory of Shaul Yankalevik and the merit of Rabbi Nachman bin Fege. May his neshama have a major aliyah and be included amongst the tzaddikim up there in heaven and to come to complete rectification of having, well, without having to suffer reincarnations, whatever, Bezat Hashem. Before we start, it's just uh, significant that today happens to be 40 days before Purim, and there is an oral breast of tradition that Rav Nosen said, he stated, that it's proper to already 40 days before Purim, prepare for Purim. In what sense? In the sense of davening, to have the light of Purim do its job. What's the light of Purim doing its job? This Rabbi Nachman explains, and Rabbi Nachman expounds on it, that we are, today are looking to have a modern-day Purim miracle, each person on an individual personal level and also on a national level. Which means, just like in Purim, there was an absolute, unbelievable, unexpected miracle from nowhere that no one imagined would be from the way it actually happened, even Mordechai himself, who Rashi brings down, the Gemara brings down, the Midrash brings down, he knew there was going to be a salvation, but he had no clue how. And it came in the most unexpected, amazing way, in between nature, etc. And that's the big miracle of Purim, that in the nature, God is revealed of doing a major, major breakthrough, and a pure revelation that Hashem is running and controlling the world. So too, we must daven to have such a miracle. So Rav Nosson, there's an old tradition, Rav Nosson said that 40 days before Purim, it's proper to already cry out to Hashem in prayer, please Hashem, save me from the evil klipa, the evil force and impurity of Haman Amalek, and sanctify me with the light and holiness of Mordechai and Esther. Haman Amalek is the term used, not just for the physical nation called Amalek, but all the confusions and doubts, and and setbacks, and failures, and difficulties, and suffering that a person is going through, and obstacles, etc., etc., all those in that category, they're all, all, are, they're all under the category of Haman Amalek. He's the one, his spiritual representation in heaven, wherever, is the one behind everything we're going through, and we have the right to push everything on him, even though I can say it's me, I'm at fault and everything, but when a Jew is sincere and he's trying his best to be a good person and to come close and he has so many obstacles that it becomes impossible to handle and a person feels he's about to crack and break under the pressure because he wants, he has fr frustration also because he wants to be a good person and it's just not working out, so this we can blame and call it Haman Amalek and the way out is that we receive upon ourselves a light from a level way above us, which is the light of the tzaddikim. And that's in the request to be sanctified with the light of Mordechai and Esther, because now, especially 40 days before Purim, the light of the holiness of these two tzaddikim, Mordechai and Esther, are shining brighter than any other time of the year, the climax being on Purim, Purim itself. But to have that activated, you need preparation. And the preparation is 40 days. Why the number 40? Rav Nosen said elsewhere in our old tradition, that Rav Nosen says, by David, the best way to see results and changes in an area is for davening about it for 40 days straight, consecutively. 
And Rav Nosson says, you're guaranteed to see results, changes in life based on that daven, God willing. So we're hoping that today, 40 days before Purim, where the whole world, nationwide, international-wide, is going nuts and already can't handle with what's happening with this pandemic and epidemic and the corona, etc. It's happening on national, international level. But personally, the damage caused by all of this, that we have such setbacks in life, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, we need a major, major Purim miracle. That's not to say that we have to wait till more, till for, until Purim for it to happen, but we're now in this period of davening for miracles, so we can put this in as being part of the locomotive here for the, for the davening. So we're going to continue now with where we left off. We started this class already a while ago. It's a long paragraph, 141. I mean, not so long, but long enough to break it up into a few classes. We're going to continue now to how Rav Nossin is explaining in more detail than anywhere else how the 10 chapters known as the Tikkun Aklali, Rabbi Nachman's Tikkun Aklali, General Remedy, became revealed. So, continuing where we left off, all right, that Rabbi Nachman in the year 1805 had mentioned the idea of 10 chapters, 10 Psalms, to rectify the covenant. 10 chapters to do a general remedy. So, Vnosan continues, Achar kach, Achar she'avru karov shanim, Afterwards, after this incident that took place in 1805, you can say approximately on, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, on the 19th, if I'm correct, I think it's the 19th of Sivan, that year was on a Friday, Shavuot, sorry, I made a mistake, it's the 11th of Sivan, so about eight days after Shavuot, and it fell on a Friday. So, he said, Rav Nosson says, approximately after close to four years passed, and what transpired in those years, those four years, approximately four years, nothing will be enough to write on to expound on what happened in those four years. So much things happened in Rabbi Nachman's life, in what he revealed, in his teachings, in his following, in his followers. There was so much change in those less than four years. And already at that time, close to four years after 1805, after Rabbi Nachman revealed the concept of 10 Psalms being the remedy to rectify any sexual blemishes. So he says, and already at this time already, four years later, Rabbi Nachman already developed the sickness that he had, that he passed away from, which is tuberculosis. Okay? And already at this time, approximately four years after that Shavuot in 1805, he had already returned from Lvov, Lemberg, for the mysterious reasons Rabbi Nachman traveled to Lemberg. But one thing Rabbi Nachman did there is that he, he exposed himself, he permitted himself to get medical treatment, but in the end it didn't help, and in the end he even deride the, he, he, what's it called, derided more and further the medical world at the time. Okay, So again, this is now four years later, so much has happened since then. So Rabbi Nachman writes, so it was the winter, approximately four years later, Rabbi Nachman was lying down on his bed. Rabbi Nosson writes, we were standing before Rabbi Nachman. It's funny because today, you would think when you go to see like a Rebbe or an important person, you don't find him lying down on his bed. <laughs> He's at a table, there's no... Uh, like an office, a, an appropriate way 
to like to uh, receive people. And here, many times, you find Rav Nosson's writing, we were standing before him while he was lying down on his bed. So here it's understood because he was very sick. He had tuberculosis. He couldn't now be sitting at a table the whole time. And at the same time, not to accept people at all, that wasn't how Rabbi Nachman was. Rabbi Nachman said he, he, the whole reason why he came to this world was in order to help the Jewish people come close to Hashem. His whole life was from Israel. So to just block off people and not to visit, there's visiting hours to come at a different time, he was not like that. So if he was lying down in bed and people came to see him, they were let in. And especially people who were super close to Rabbi Nachman, that he wanted them to be there, for sure they were always by him, even when he was lying down in bed. So Rabbi points out, he was lying down on his bed. <coughs> Sorry, and we're standing in front of him. And he began to speak about the concept of the ten chapters of Psalms, which are rectification for the sexual blemishes. Ve'az, again, this is approximately 1809, five, four years later, 1808, 1809. And it was at that time, this winter, five, about four years after 1805, so 1809, right? He ordered to me, Rabbi Nachman ordered, commanded me to write on paper the verses that hint to, that are hinting to the, this concept that the ten types of song can rectify the above-mentioned blemished. I sat down to write it down, I had the paper and the ink, and he was dictating to me, he was telling me over what to write. And Rabbi Nachman revealed to me the verses which indicate that these ten types of song and are the rectification for blemished covenant. And eventually I wrote them, and just like they eventually became printed in the book, you can see these ten verses, these ten proofs in the Kutemoran part 2, lesson 92. And it was then in 1809 in the winter. Rabbi Nachman revealed his his wanting, his his opinion, what he wanted, his is that like he what where he, what he wanted that to happen. He said that it was his will that he wanted to reveal specifically which ten chapters of Psalms. The one has to say on that same day that God forbid a person experiences a nocturnal emission, as mentioned earlier. And we were standing there anticipating and waiting that He should reveal to us the ten specific chapters. But we didn't have the merit immediately for this to take place. It took a while. He didn't reveal it. And then Rav Nosson says, then we traveled, we left Breslev, we, we left him. We traveled from Rabbi Nachman. And it just happened that I was by, I, Rav Nosson writes, he came back to spend a Shabbat, it doesn't specify which one, by Rabbi Nachman. And it turned out, Hashem made things work out that I saw with my own eyes in Rabbi Nachman's own handwriting that he had already marked down. He had written down and marked down for himself 
which are the ten specific chapters of Tehillim, the one that one has to say as part of the Tikkun HaKlali. Ach, look what Renosin writes, amazing. Lo haya miderech eretz she'ekach ktav yado be'atzmi bli reshuto. However, it was not proper, it was not out of proper moral conduct, Derech Eretz, that I take his own handwriting copy, you know, on my own without his permission. You know, if he would give me permission, it's one thing. But here, I was, I just happened to be in his room, and I saw what he wrote. So Rav Nosson writes, he was like a lot of, under stress and a lot of anxiety here. And I tried to, I wanted to grasp them by memory, just by looking at the verses and trying to remember what the numbers were, 16, you know, 32, 41, 42. But I couldn't. I was so over preoccupied by the worry, the anxiety. What if he catches me? Because don't forget, Rabbi Nachman is someone who could read people's minds. He already proved that in many several places you can find in the book Tzaddik and elsewhere. He was able to read people's minds. He knew what they were thinking about. So if Nusen had this on his conscience, what if he sees, he knows that I already grasped him and he didn't, he didn't reveal to me explicitly, so it's not right. He probably doesn't want me to do that. So if Nusen writes, I couldn't, because of what the conscious, I had this on my conscious of, of the worry and the anxiety, I couldn't grasp it off by heart because I had fear of my Rebbe. Perhaps he will take it to issue why I, without permission, memorized the ten actual numbers of the Psalms. Kibati, because explains what happened at that Shabbat. Kibati Because I came into his room, his private room, and I found his hand his handwriting of the ten psalms open there, and I looked at it without his permission. He writes in brackets of Nosin. This incident that happened here <coughs> of, of of going into his room on Shabbat, which Shabbat it, what was it? He said this took place on Shabbat Parashat Shkalim, the year eighteen ten, Lifrat Katan. Okay, 1810. That he, Rabbi Nachman of blessed memory, went out of his room and went into the bigger room where they were davening at the time of the Kriyata Torah in order to hear the Parashat Shkalim. When Rabbi Nachman went into the Kriyata Torah, I went into his room, when he went out to hear the, the, the reading of the Torah, I went into his room and I saw his handwriting in itself. You can see already that there's a bit of a contradiction because earlier he said 1809 and here it's already 1810. So you see that time transpired between when Rabbi Nachman said he would have liked to reveal it and that was in 1809 and this incident here of Nosson seeing it written and he had no idea what they were took place approximately a year later in 1810 which is less than a year before Rabbi Nachman passed away. His last year in Breslev was 1810, before he moved to Uman on the, on the 5th of E.R., in the summer of 1810. Rav Nosson closed the brackets, and he's continuing in the story here. And afterwards, on Sunday, when Rav Nosson says, I 
I went to receive permission from him to go back home because that's the custom that when you're like by a big tzaddik you ask Rashut permission to leave to be able to leave I spoke to Rabbi Nachman and I asked him, please reveal to me the ten chapters of the Tikkun HaKlali. Because I knew already, he had it written down. I knew that he had written down, they had already written down the ten actual specific chapters. Yet Rabbi Nachman did not want to reveal them to me. And he said there will be another time for this to, 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 to happen. And Rav Nosson writes, and I left. I went back home to Nemerov. So afterwards, close to that time, while I was still at home in Nemerov, my hometown Nemerov, Rav Nosson writes, as Gila Hasara Kapitol Tehilim. So it was at that time when I was away from Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman writes, that Rabbi Nachman revealed the ten specific chapters of the Tehillim before the halachic rabbi of the city, the village of Breslev, that's Rabbi Aharon Goldstein, the Rav of Breslev, who was a student of Rabbi Nachman, and before Rabbi Nachman writes, my dear friend, Rabbi Naftali, Rabbi Naftali Weinberg, who was from Nemirov, who was at the time by Rabbi Nachman in Breslev. And he revealed the ten specific psalms, and he set them aside, these two people, to be witnesses on this. Okay, on what? The following. This is what Rabbi Nachman said. So at the same time, he revealed to them which ten specific chapters, and he revealed the upcoming famous oath that Rabbi Nachman swore to take. Okay, he said like this, Rabbi Nachman, starting with these words. Heyot be'inyan zeha yadua. Wow. Since, in this thing which is known, he's speaking in a very modest term. What is he referring to? With this concept which is known, what? What's known? Rav Nosson adds in brackets, Ha'inu inyan mikri la'ila In other words, the idea, the situation, the scenario of having a nocturnal emission, a sexual transgression, God forbid, Definitely, definitely, this is Rabbi Nachman's time in 1810. Definitely, three-fourths of the world have fallen into this. Now, when he's talking about the world, he's talking about the Jewish world. Because by the Gentiles, there's no problem whatsoever of the person having masturbation or, God forbid, having an admission. By them, there's no rules and regulations by that, unfortunately. Maybe certain sects of religions, but in the populace, in the, in the, in the main, that's part of Gentile attitude of, of having sexual openness. But by the Jewish people, where it's a clear prohibition, that's something different. So he says, Rabbi Nachman, by the Jewish world, definitely, in his time already, three-fourths of men in his time, 1810, are trapped and have fallen in this problem of having emissions. Okay? Again, emissions due to sexual fantasies and thoughts that afterwards are in the subconscious, like we spoke about many times, they are used to attack a person while he's asleep. So in a sense, it's unintentional because he's asleep. What do you want from him? But it's intentional because he allowed these thoughts into his head. And Rabbi Nachman said in his time, really three-fourths of people in his time were fallen and trapped in this area. So he said, Rabbi Nachman, since this is the case, 
אני לוקח אתכם לעדות, I, רבי נחמן, I'm taking you, these two people, רב אהרון ורב נפתלי, as testimony, as witnesses, ותדעו, and you should know, and I'm, again, witnesses, that I said this, שאלו העשרה קפיטל תהילים מועילים מאוד מאוד לתיקון קרי, that these ten chapters of תהילים help tremendously, help very very much to rectify the damage caused by wasted seed. Vehem, look at this wording, it's unbelievable, like he said in the Likut Imran itself, in lesson 205. Vehem, but here it's even more. Vehem, tikkun gamur umo'il me'od me'od. And these 10 chapters of Psalms, these specific 10 chapters, are a complete rectification and help very, very much. To be continued with Zat Hashem in the next class. Yeah.